Hi, you guys, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and I am, I am super grateful to be here today. Uh, one of the things that I have been anticipating practicing in 2021 is showing up in a, in a pretty raw form. And one of the things that we touched on in our last podcast was about this idea of what else you guys want to hear from like real people's lives. And I don't know if that's because social media has distorted the way in which we understand or define real, or if we're just really longing for something like super authentic and raw and in the moment. And so for whatever it's worth, a real time event happened last week for me. And I was like, I need to process this. (laughs) I need to make sense of this because it, it stings. It hurts. I know it's connected to a part of my old story. And when that happens for me, I'm like, oh, okay okay, we need to do some work. Um, For all that's worth, today we're going to be talking about what we're holding. We're going to be talking about death and grieving and what is preventing us from actually receiving. Welcome to TrailerCast. Okay, guys. Um, So what I've been processing through is I'm actually, I'm writing a book. I'm writing my story. During the pandemic, there was something that kept emerging for me, which was this kind of this desire to like, to say things out loud, to cut through the different ways I have folded myself into other people's stories for their convenience And so this book is a response to how I want to share my life. It's like the whole thing in one book rather than a podcast episode at a time or a little like moment at a time. I want to be able to to see my whole story as as one. So I've been working on this project now for six to nine months and it has been brutal. It's been brutal. It's been brutal reliving some things. There's definitely been some things that have sent me back to therapy that I'm like, oh, that's still unfinished. Um, there are some things that I've been able to stop and marvel at and be like, damn, that is even better than I thought. Like, I, I can't believe how much healing and growth and like fierceness has happened. So it's been, it's been really beautiful to get to look at, to look at the, the story of my life. Um, Part of that story, part of my life, um, and I share about this here on this podcast and also sometimes on Instagram, but um, I lost my brother to a tragic skateboard accident in 2006. And in that, in that moment, I, I didn't understand it then, but what I was losing was not just who I feel like is a, is a soulmate version of me. Like he's a, he's cut, we're cut from the same cloth in a, in a super spiritual way. So it wasn't just losing him, my brother as a person, but I felt like I was losing a piece of my past. Like the person who understood 
the crazy people in our family, <laughs> like the person who I could look at and eye roll with and be like, oh, here we go. Um, or that I could look at and feel like I could safely be seen and that he could see all the parts of me and I was okay. So I lost a historical, um, a part of my history. And that's one version of death and grief that I'm holding. Obviously the present, you know, the growing up with, the continual growing up with, the reclaiming of our family name and legacy that we had like thought we would do so much better. <laughs> and to feel like that mantle is something that I am holding alone in some ways. And then the future, like we had, we had just taken this trip um, to Southeast Asia and we had hitchhiked from the north of Thailand to the south of Thailand together. We had um, traveled to Japan. We had, we just had a, just a, the, the adventure of a lifetime together. I, <laughs> the adventure of a lifetime for sure. And I know it, I knew it then and I really know it now. And on that trip, we actually wrote in this journal together about like what we would do and what our plans would be when we got home and what we wanted for our future. And we had planned to buy this little, this is right. These are like, I just, one, I do love our dreaming hearts on this. So we were both in college at the time. And our plan was when we moved home after college that we would buy this coffee shop at the end of town. It's Kehlani Coffee for all of you who are local and are wondering what it is. And we were going to buy Kehlani's and we would redo it so that way we could live on top and then use the downstairs as the coffee shop meets ice cream shop. Because if you know my brother, ice cream is a high priority. And then we would be able to host artisans from across the world, their goods as a way to drive money back to uh, local communities who don't have access to a marketplace. Anyway, long story short, I am obsessed with the purity of our dreams. When I open up that journal page and I look at our writing and I think about like we were looking for names we had, but we had freaking clear eyes do you know what I'm saying like when you're 19 20 years old you're like hey we're gonna live in an ice cream shop of course we're gonna live in an ice cream shop that's one of my favorite things when I look back into my relationship with my brother is the purity and beauty and the expansiveness with with which we could dream together that that was gonna be how <laughs> our contribution to our community um, so there's a part of my future that, that died when he died. And then ob the obvious loss in my kids not having, uh, the uncle, um, me not getting to meet the person he'd marry or his kids and all, and all the, the, the a million griefs you don't expect when someone dies and all the thousand ways they die more than just their physical death. Um, obviously, if you are new to this podcast, this might be like going in a little bit heavy or deep for you. And that's, I'm okay, okay with that because I also know I've had a bit of a head start in the sense of I'm writing this book. So I'm sitting with these topics. So I'm, I don't, I'm not flippant in how I'm holding them or telling you the story. It, I want you to understand like the breadth and depth of how special he was to me and is to me. Um, the depression and darkness that engulfed me after his death was terrifying, not because it was so dark, but because I couldn't even see it. Like it was just an abyss of nothingness. Um, we chose to cremate my brother and I was desperate to get to have a piece of him. 
I wanted so much to be able to receive some of my brother's ashes. I have a very complicated relationship with my mom. I still have a very complicated relationship with my mom. And my parents are divorced. And so when the, whatever they are, whoever does this job, the cremating job, they phoned both my parents who are divorced and it is not amicable. And they raced up to LA to go and get his remains. And my mom happened to get there first. She got, she received the ashes and then she took them home. And I, it has been a painful part of my life and story to ask her for things. And I didn't want to ask her um, for some of the ashes, but I also felt like I just needed something to hold on to. And so again, this is 2006. I asked, um, would you be willing to give me um, just some of his ashes? I said, even a teaspoonful. Like I just wanted, I needed something. I was so broken and disoriented without my brother. Um, she said no. And it, it, I feel like it just kind of broke me even further. Like I didn't know that, I didn't know that there was more to be broken. And that peace, that rejection, that no, um, God, it's even hard to breathe thinking about it. It was, it was so heavy. I buried that and it is now 2021. Um, I have grieved and lived and grieved and lived and grieved and lived. And the other night, my mom was at my house. Like I said, it's complicated. And it came up. She kind of flew by something like said like, oh yeah, I, um, I have scattered like your brother's ashes and like the different places that I've traveled and I still have some. And I'm like immediately like deer in headlights flooded. And my initial instinct is uh, don't show don't show your true feelings like poker face. This is just family of origin, BTW, where it's like I was frozen. I was frozen because I, it was like so it felt so cavalier. And to me, it was so precious. Like, wait, wait, there's a part of my brother still here on Earth. Wait, you still have him after all these years? Wait, do I ask? Do I not ask? Does she remember? Does she not remember? Like turmoil, term, like tornado turmoil, like what the actual hell? And so in real time, you know, that those thoughts are going a million miles an hour, but I'm just stuck and I'm watching her and I don't say anything and I don't ask. And I just log this as like, I need to come sit with this later. And right now I just need to focus on getting the kids dinner, bath, bed, off to bed. And then I'll call my husband. <laughs> so I, after all those things happen and she leaves, I realize like I'm one, I'm devastated again. I feel like um, when, when we know there's a part of our story that needs some work, it's like there's a wormhole in time. And when someone gets close to the wound, it's like the, we get inside the wormhole and travel back to the original source. And that was what was happening for me was this reverberation of, I had just asked her, and she had just said no, and he had just died, and it all felt so huge and fresh and overwhelming, and like just like someone just sat on my chest. <sighs> okay. So as I was thinking about this um, that night, thinking, okay, is this coming back up so that I can ask her just to have a piece? Do I ask? Do I not ask? 
And as I was going through that, I was realizing, and here's what I mean by this. There are times where I put the dots together and then there are some times where I feel like the divine is like nudging the dots for me, like connecting them for me. There's a difference when I learn something and then when, um, when knowing kind of comes in like the fog, maybe that's the way I'd like to say it. And that night, this was like last Thursday, I kind of realized that I was asking the wrong question. That if I had received the ashes all those years ago, I know that I would have held on to them for dear life. And I would have prized them and worship them for better lack, lack of better words. I would have put them somewhere prominent and I would have connected my relationship now to these fragments. I would have, because um, I'm weird and that's just who I am. I would have talked to them and I would have, um, I would have looked at them and, and I would have held the physical, okay? I would have gripped the physical. I would have been determined to maintain relationship with the tangible, with what I could hold. And because I didn't have that, I have received my brother a thousand different ways in time and space since his death. Because I couldn't hold on to the tangible, the physical, the ways in which I have experienced my brother since his death are remarkable, are otherworldly. They defy what I understand about <laughs> earth and, and the way this whole thing works. But because I couldn't hold the tangible, I was open to what was beyond what is tangible. And if you're listening and you're like, okay, we have made it total left-hand detour. Um, that's totally fine. And that's the thing I think about working with story and our own experiences is I know what I know in my bones and I'm not confused about my experience of recognizing how my brother has shown up. Um, there's a, there's, I shared a story before about my son, Isaac, and his middle name is Chase, my brother's name. And how he has recognized my brother in pictures, two years old, earlier than two, talking about how he recognized him, how he knew him from before he was here. There are times where we've had like experiences in nature. I, you guys, I don't know. There's so many things and the stories are sacred. And so hit me up in person, I'll tell you. <laughs> but the point is this, you know, the thing that I thought that I needed in order to heal I didn't get. And what I got is an ongoing kind of living connection to, to my brother, therefore to myself, therefore to the divine, therefore to my future. I didn't hold the small thing thinking this was going to be, this was going to be the thing. I didn't get it. And it fucking sucked. Okay. It hurt like hell. It was a physical pain when my mom said no. But the gift of things coming full circle of last week's reminder of what I didn't get helped me to see every single thing that I have received, have held, have noticed. In fact, 
what actually just drew me up to the space to come record these thoughts. Um, I was sitting at our kitchen table looking out the window and a monarch butterfly flew right into our window, stopped, paused, landed, and then flew off. And there's... I am sort of listening to myself talk right now thinking, okay, but I think that we can, we can notice and see signs and put things together or we cannot. And I'm a person who does. I'm a person who sees, um, who sees the shooting star and feels like I am known by the universe. I see the butterfly, um, and only since my grandmother's death, actually, that I feel like, oh yeah. And there are times where things don't make sense, but I'm, I'm experiencing it as it making sense. And, and, and this is kind of what I mean. If I, if I was only holding on to what I could explain or feel or know physically, like with, with, you know, reason, <laughs> And I would miss out on the unimaginable. I'd miss out on the intangible. I'd miss out on the living good. So I'm sharing this with you today um, because I'm a firm believer that our stories are connected. And that what I, what I experience might somehow also be connected to what you have experienced or what you will experience. And so... My question for you is how does this connect to your story? What are you holding on to and missing receiving because of that? What are you holding on to and missing receiving because of that? I just want you to think about that this week. It might not be about actual grief or death or ashes. It might be um, a belief system that you're holding on to, a relationship you're holding on to. It might be um, a way that you think you're supposed to be or a way you have been. It could be a physical thing. It could be a home. It could be out an outfit. I don't know. What is it that you're holding on to? And you're missing receiving because you've been holding on to the old thing. You know, this... This experience and this ultimate like, healing that I really believe I received this last week in regards to um, that piece of my story, I feel a sense of like blanketed peace, like, oh, oh, I get it now over here. I didn't even see it coming. How cool is that? And that is how I hope for each of you, that you receive something this week that you're like, oh, I didn't even see that coming. Oh, that is so good. Oh, that healing. Oh, that awareness. Oh, that person. Oh, I feel remembered. I feel known. I feel connected to something bigger than me. That, that right there, that's, that's what I hope you receive and see and get and know in your bones, regardless of what anybody else on earth could think, that it is good and true and yours. Cheers. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to TrailerCast, um, especially because so many of the things that I get to share here and explore with you are so deeply personal. Um, I just, I just want to thank you for your listenership. 
I am super aware that we all get to make choices and where we tune in and, and who we listen to or subscribe to or follow or whatever, you know, and whatever and whatever and whatever. Um, but just know that I am thankful for you. Um, every week I sit down and I get a chance to look and see like who's listened and who's listening. And I just want you to know that I'm thankful for you. I hope that you have a great week. Um, please let me know if there's anything going on in your life that you want to connect on, whether that is for a podcast episode, whether that is for you to get started in your own therapy or healing journey with my group, Radical Wellness, um, or whether you've thought about doing some more personal, intensive work on your own story. My uh, sweet spot, as I call it, my favorite thing that I get to do is I get to lead people through private intensive retreats. And please don't let that scare you off. The point of these retreats is kind of like how I talked to you about the book process. It's to kind of see the whole story rather than fragments. When we get to see the whole story of your life, things become so much more clear. And that's exactly what we do at weekends. We take the time to go through your original experience, the things that were spoken to you, the things that were unspoken, and how you perceived that you should be here. What hurt, what helped, what, what was hopeful, what was beautiful, what was damaging, all of it. We look at it all. Because, right, it's not just the dark stuff that affects us. It's the beautiful, brilliant stuff that affects us too. All of it shapes us. And so during these retreats, we un- kind of open up and unpack our different experiences and messages as humans. And we tend to or restore the things that need restoration and tending to. And we declare and show the brilliant, bold things that we've overcome and done. And there is an exchange that happens in being witnessed and known and getting to realize that you are the protagonist of your own story, that you have a voice, that you get to script some things your own way, dang it, because it's your life. And so we, we do that. And then we dive into the real practical, like, hey, I've had this momentous change. So what do I do with that in my real life? And so we spend a whole day working on what is practical, lasting, realistic change actually look like. Because the whole point of awareness is action. So if this is something that is, this sounds interesting to you, or you have questions about it, I will gladly hop on the phone with you. Or you can email me, um, elise at elisesnipes.com, DM me, whatever. The point is I, I want the right people to be there. And so if you want to look up um, some more about that, you can read some more on my website, elisesnipes.com. Okay, that's all, family. I appreciate you again and just really want to convey that from the bottom of my heart. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you next time.